Welcome to Unity of Tucson. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. There's a lyric I want to go back to real quick. When you need someone shining for you, you don't have to look far. When you need someone shining for you, you don't have to look far. Have you ever felt like you need someone to shine for you? I know I have in my life. There have been times when I've like, oh, I just can't, like, I can't get past that fear, right? I can't, get, I can't get motivated past that fear. And it helps to have someone who can step forth and say, you know what? I got gotcha. you. I've got you. I'll be there. And I want this community to know I'll be there. This is what I've committed my life to, to being there for this community, for every single person I encounter spiritually. I'll be there. So if you ever find yourself needing someone to shine for you, don't feel afraid to call on me. I'll be there. There's a video that came up in social media. Do you know what social media is? Like Facebook and anyone engaged in social media? You know, I'm of a generation that was like one of the first adopters of social media in a really, really heavy way. Um, and the generations that follow, it seems that's all they are engaged in is social media. There's a video that came up on social media. Uh, and, and I know that this video got put up. It was actually a satire video, but I thought it spoke such a magnificent message. Um, but it got put up because of the Olympics, right? We've had the Olympics. The closing ceremonies are today of the Olympics, which have been going on for the last 14, 15, 16 days, however many, however many days they do the Olympics now in, in Japan. Um, this video that came up, a young athlete was being interviewed. You know how they do, like, you go through whatever your event is, and then like, oh, and then you come down and you get interviewed by journalists. And this, so this young athlete is being interviewed, and the interviewer was focused very much on how this young athlete had received the silver medal. Not the gold. This young athlete had received the silver medal. And this young athlete, so excited for what had been accomplished, was just trying to express that enthusiasm and that love for, oh, I've received a silver medal. And the interviewer seemed to suggest that the athlete should feel defeated because they had only won a silver medal. You ever have you ever seen those interviews, though? Those interviews exist. I'm like, they won a silver medal. I couldn't go to the Olympics and win a silver medal, I don't think. Well, maybe I could. Depends on what the Olympics are for, actually. Hmm. What could I compete? What, what competition could I engage in at the Olympics? I don't know. Actually, I'll tell you about a, uh, well, I'm going to tell you a little bit about an Olympics uh, competition that I won. But here's the thing, before we get to that, 
The interviewer in this case seemed completely oblivious to this athlete's actual feeling of joy, of celebration. And you know what? I would rather be the athlete any day. I would rather be that athlete any day. Because here's what brings, here's, here's a question that comes up for me. What does winning mean? Is winning some outside experience? Or is it that feeling you have of accomplishment within? I think it's important that we all understand that no matter what, no matter what the external circumstances are, no matter what the medal is on the outside, we are all accomplished. We are all winners. Perhaps we must let go of this traditional competition frame of mind and, and, and embrace the nature within that simply wants to evolve. And you know the magnificent and most, most, most magnificent and fastest path to evolution is not through competition, but rather through cooperation. And you may say, well, that flies in the face of what Darwin was saying. You know what? It doesn't. It actually doesn't. Hi, Darwin. <laughs> He's shaking his head no. Of course, I am speaking about a different Darwin. <laughs> but I will accept what you have to offer any day as well. Cooperation is going to evolve us more readily and more rapidly than, than competition. So in what way do you find yourself cooperating? I had to find myself in a place of cooperation when I was 16 years old. Follow me, Aiden. Because <laughs> what, see now I joke. What Olympic competition could I win? Well, I've never tried singing. If they actually bring competition of singing, then uh, I'll open that up. But this is my silver medal. that I have had since I was 16 years old when I won it. And like, I'll, in fact, if you want, I can pass it around, you can feel like it. it's a, like a substantial weight. But this is a silver medal in 1989 for advertising design <laughs> at the Vocational Industrial Clubs of America Skill Olympics. <laughs> now the history of this, I went, to a, I went to a fine arts high school. I went to Tucson High School. It's the fine arts high school here in town. And um, I took my very first commercial art class uh, when I was 16 years old. Actually, I was 15 when I started the class. It went into, no, I was, I don't know. Anyway, that's, that doesn't matter. So I, I go into this class. I've never done anything like this before in my life. And I am tapped for some reason. I guess I had some skill uh, to go to this statewide competition to, to compete in the Vocational Industrial Clubs of America Skills Olympics, which just makes me laugh every time I say it, right? And, there was a group of us from my school, and you go to this, you know, you go to, you drive up to Phoenix, and it's this big competition that takes place in like this massive space, and you know, it's literally one day, I had to sit down and do an entire design and get a camera ready. Now, just as a reminder, in 1989, when I was 16 years old, there were no computers involved in any of this. This was all done completely by hand. And we had to learn skills the day before the competition that we had not yet been trained in. So we went, our, we went to a community college, and there was a guy there who was 
uh, commercial design artist, and he taught us how to actually do the, uh, it was like an acetate, kind of amber acetate um, thing you have to do, and you have to figure out what the three colors are that are gonna be in your camera-ready artwork and do the layers, all of this stuff. Anyway, it's very complex, very convoluted, and I had to learn this the day before I went to compete. There was no thought on the part of any of us at my school, this being the very first year that any of us had ever competed, in this particular category of advertising design that anybody was gonna meddle. Gratefully, a lot of the people didn't finish their projects that day. I actually finished my project, and I think that's actually why I got a silver medal. Um, but here's the thing, like, when we were sitting there at the, at the uh, ceremony at the end when they were announcing all the winners, and, you know, we're all just, you know, like, oh, here comes advertising design, we don't think anybody's gonna win, and uh, they say the bronze medalist's name, and then they say the silver medalist's name, John Zenz, and I was like, did I hear that right? And so, like, I get up and I walk down, and I got to stand on the platform, the podium, you know, and they got to put the medal on and everything, and uh, it was exciting. And here's what happened for me. I got pegged. This became my identity for a long time. This, the win, but just the silver medal win. When nobody had expected that there would ever be anyone who would medal in this particular competition. But here's the thing about being pegged with a particular identity. It's not the truth of my being. The truth of my being is so much more. The truth of our being is so much more than anything in the world of form or in the world of circumstance or in the world of experience that we could ever engage in. So today I want us to really start looking at what is the expectation that any of us have about those around us? And that includes the person that we see in the mirror. What is the expectation that we have of those people? What is the expectation that we are perceiving from other people about the way we should be? Are we buying into a consciousness of competition? And are we really ready to let that go? Because part of this identity that happened is that if I was not able to succeed the next time, I might be shamed for not being able to succeed the next time. You ever experienced that? To not live up to the expectation. We do that a lot, actually, in spiritual circles. We do a lot of spiritual shaming. You ever experienced that? Where you're not living up to the expectation of what somebody thinks you should be spiritually in their perception, because it has nothing to do with where you actually are. Their perception of saying, you're not living up to what I think you should be spiritually, has absolutely nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them and their own sense of limitation. So today, I'm really going to encourage us all to let go of any spiritual shaming. And here's the thing. Me included, we all do it we don't realize that we're doing it. But I want us to become aware because that's the benefit of the New Thought philosophy. That is the benefit of Unity's teachings. It is to become aware of what is happening below the level of awareness, to pull up into the space of consciousness, that which is within, so that we can then address what's happening and change our experience. That's the value. 
We should never negate anybody at any point of their journey, at any point of their path. We should never negate any of what they're experiencing. Because ultimately, the only person that that defeats is us. That's it. You may have the gold medal in practice. It does not ever mean that we should shame the person who has the silver, or even the bronze, or even those who don't medal in the world of perception of competition. Now, here's the thing. You are not to blame for that approach to the experience of life. You are not to blame for the belief that competition is the way. None of us is to blame. For many of us, for all of us, actually, it's a learned behavior. It's a learned behavior. We are taught through everything around us, through media, through our upbringing, through our teaching, through our, through our schooling, that competition is the way. I'm ready to let that go. I'm ready to let that go and live in a society where cooperation is revered over competition. Because here's the thing about competition. The competition sensibility is not a loving sensibility. It is not a loving way to be in the world. And if we teach that the tenets of this philosophy are love only, forgive everything and remember who you are, we lead with love. And to be in competition or to perceive competition with others is not a loving way. So let's lighten up and just start to love each other and cooperate in love. There's a passage in scripture I know many of you will recognize. Uh, it's used very frequently in weddings and it's uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 that begins, love is patient, love is kind, and so on and so forth. The 12th verse of that chapter says this, for now we see in a mirror darkly, but then we shall see face to face. I had to really think about what this meant. For now we see in a mirror darkly, but then we will see face to face. There is a call to each and every one of us in this passage of scripture that says, we must be willing to reflect that mirror on what we see. And if what we see is a darkened image, a dark image, that which is not in alignment with the light and the life of the divine, which is the core of who we are, then we must be willing to address that. For right now, many of us do see that mirror darkly, but when we elevate our consciousness, our conscious awareness, and pull to the forefront of our thoughts and our beliefs and our actions, the light of God, then we will see face to face. We will see the reflection of the Christ consciousness in that mirror, and not just in that mirror, but in the faces of every single person we encounter because we will not be able to see anything else. So in what way might you be seeing the world? Are you seeing the world through a mirror darkly? Or have you chosen to step into that Christ conscious awareness 
to see face to face, to understand the face of God in every single person you encounter? Are we truly seeing the wholeness of others? Are we celebrating the life of each and every one of us as a magnificent divine expression? Because today is the day to celebrate the good, to celebrate the love, to celebrate the magnificence that brought us all into being, not just in this place, but in this place. This place of expression and experience. Tearing down others is seeing the mirror darkly. Let us let go of that. If we are truly striving to express from the Christ consciousness just as the way shower Jesus did because that was the, that was Jesus saw face to face Jesus could see through the circumstances of life and see the light at the core of all of every single person and Jesus being the way shower being a way shower as I often say a way shower we are all the same we have that Christ consciousness. Are we allowing that Christ consciousness to truly express itself? Jesus beheld in others the wholeness and perfection, and even in, he, he even saw it in those that we might look at and consider to be the least among us. You know, there's the joke that says Jesus loved to hang around with prostitutes and, you know, <laughs> you know people that are looked upon today as less than. Jesus was in with the people that we might perceive as being less than and understood the light in them. Do you understand the light in every single person you encounter? Lowell Fillmore had this to say. He actually wrote about that particular passage just briefly, and he had this to say. God cannot be measured by the standard of our perceived imperfections. God cannot be measured by the standard of our perceived imperfections. If we perceive ourselves as imperfect, if we perceive others as imperfect, we are not seeing the mirror face to face. We are not understanding the light at the core of all creation. We do a pretty good job, though, of measuring others based on our perception of limitation, right? This denies, that, that, that consciousness denies the infinite divine nature and ultimately speaks more loudly about who we are. And so it's time to let go, to open up, to let go of the spiritual shaming, to let go of the competition, to find the space within our hearts where we see face to face, we see the light, we see the life, we see the light of the divine in every single person we encounter and live from that space of consciousness. Don Miguel Ruiz, who wrote The Four Agreements, uh, said within that, all people live in their own dream, in their own mind. They are in a completely different world from the one we live in. So don't make assumptions. Assumptions are only born out of a sense of otherness, of competition, of not knowing who we are. Our work is to reflect and express the Christ consciousness. So to do this is to see the mirror lightly, to see past the limitation of circumstance, and recognize that we are all, each and every one of us, silver medalists. Because there's always going to be a gold medalist, 
who we will perceive to be ahead of us, and there will always be a bronze medalist who we will perceive to be behind us. Let us all choose to be silver medalists and honor the gold, the bronze, and the non-medalists alike, more so today than ever before. For it is not the medals which define us. What truly defines us is the consciousness of one thing and one thing only, and that is love. Love. Love only. Forgive everything. Remember who you are. You are magnificent. Peace and blessings. I didn't really think I was going to wear the medal the whole time. There is um, homework this week, and the homework is this. Sorry, everything just disappeared off of my screen. Excuse me for a moment while I fix something technical. Um, The homework is going to be told to you in just a moment. (laughs) Okay. I know you're all like with bated breath, you're like, what is the homework going to be? Actually, I'll start telling you. I would like you to keep a diary this week. Some people may call it a journal. I'm going to call it a diary this week because I love the people that come up to me afterwards and say, I don't keep journals. Um, Keep a diary this week uh, of your interactions with other people. It doesn't have to be extensive. It can just be little little notes down to say, oh, I had this interaction, and here's kind of what the experience was of that interaction. Take care to notice when when you might be unconsciously And I'm talking about below the level of awareness. Start to bring to the level of awareness these ideas. Start to notice when you might be unconsciously measuring others based on your own perceptions of limitation. Look past that dark mirror and see and celebrate the face of God in every single person you encounter. This week is all about growing in awareness. Just grow in awareness. I'm not telling you to do anything about it. Just become aware. You will know what to do about it. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.